0: And welcome to the regular listeners and any new listeners that might be tuning into the show today, or maybe picking it up in archives later. And uh, today's going to be a great show. I love talking about manifesting. I really, really do. And the reason I love it so much is because quite some time ago, I really started looking at law of attraction and really started feeling into it, and absolutely had my own breakdown, breakthrough experiences. And really feel that I do have a really good hold and a really good understanding on manifesting. And I love sharing it. I really love sharing it and being in the pocket of it and seeing the magic unfold. Because when we understand we are vibrational beings having a physical experience, it changes everything. Because if we look at the whole old Newtonian concept, that we're really the world is doing stuff to us, and that uh, you know physical particles are reacting in a very specific way. When we go into wave function, quantum physics, vibrational reality, a whole completely different universe opens up. And look, what really astounds me about it is, is that even though it may feel and seem really airy fairy, law of attraction, manifesting, etc., it's actually very logical because there is nothing that exists that's been created that wasn't first an idea of vibration and impulse. So we're always doing that. We're always creating. And if there's anybody out there, if you don't think that you're a manifester, you are. You are powerfully manifesting every single microsecond of your life. But the difference is are you actually manifesting consciously or are you manifesting unconsciously? Because when we're manifesting consciously, we understand that we are a power and we are a source and that we're actually powerful and not powerless. And I'm talking about authentic power. Now, when we're manifesting unconsciously, we actually feel powerless. And we may be adopting false power to try and compensate for that. And what we're trying to actually do is affect or change our outer world without changing our vibration. And in fact, usually our inner vibration is getting worse. It's getting more frantic, more fearful, more controlling because of our powerless state. And while we're trying to create change in our outer world from that place, it's not working. And what I've really, really observed for quite a long time, and I don't know who out there isn't probably um, the raising of consciousness, May and calendar beliefs, all of those sorts of things. Now, I've researched it a lot. I've felt into it a lot. I've been doing healings for people for a long time as well as myself. And something that I am seeing, which is getting confirmed to me more and, more and more constantly, is that Our vibration reality, we get the effects from that in life extremely quickly, very, very quickly. It used to be a much slower process. We've all felt like time sped up and it's certainly not just because we're getting older. Even if you ask children now, do they think time goes fast? I'll say yes. When we were kids, birthdays, Christmases took forever. Even the weekend, we were looking forward to something, it took forever to get there. That's not our experience now. It's like everything is moving at a faster pace. And absolutely that I believe that our inner vibration is creating things at a faster pace. You may have all had the experience where you think of something and just, you know, out of the blue, a person or whatever and bang, you know, they ring you, you bump into them in a shopping mall center, uh, and you oh, go, wow, you know, was that coincidence? And also too, you know, what I've noticed in my life and in other people's lives, if we're focused on the wrong things, if we're focused on the pain Um, What we're not getting, what we're not happy about, all of this stuff is showing up and smacking us across the face very, very quickly. And really what I believe this time is about, it's about teaching us through our own vibrational creations, hang on a minute, this stuff is not happening to me, there's an aspect of myself creating it. So it's really interesting, we've been having lots of discussions on the narcissistic abuse recovery page at the moment and um, and I did a really, really big shift into that with, okay, come on guys, enough's enough, you know, this page is for solutions, for healings, no more of this banging on about what he did to me, what she did to me, how I'm broken as a result of this, all of that stuff, all of that focus has got to go, if you need to do that focus, to narcissistic abuse recovery forums, you know, go on to your family and your friends. And I mean, I did that for a long time too. I'm not condemning these people in any shape or form. What I'm just saying is what work and what works and what doesn't work. And when I was doing that experience, I focused on what happened to me and banging on about it and in the pain of it and thinking about it and talking about it and sharing it and you know, getting other people to pill up their stories about it. I wasn't getting better because my focus was on and charging on what I didn't instead of what I do want. So, you know, the shift on that page has been really, really great. Absolutely. There's been some people, who've, you know, been up in arms about it, which I don't mind. You know, I'm not here to keep everybody happy. I'm here to steer people into the creation of their healing. And if people aren't ready for that, that's fine. You know, they may come back to it when they are, but I'm about solutions. And that's really what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about solutions. I want to talk about freedom. So what this show today is about, it's a very important show. This show is about true freedom. What is it? How do we create it? And very importantly, how do we hold on to it when we get it? How does our freedom affect others? How can we operate in the world in win-win ways while still retaining our freedom? How can we, once establishing our own freedom, allow others to have theirs and release the need to control them? That is huge. That is so big, that one we're going to talk about that a lot. You will learn in this show what true freedom is and how it creates creates authentic power, <clears throat> excuse me, and releases us from pain and the repercussions of false power and the egoic need to control our life from a place of fear. So the chat room is open today so, for anybody in the chat room, if you've got any questions or any comments that you want to put up, you most certainly, certainly can do that. And also, too, if anybody wants to ring into the show to ask me a question, you know, a lot of people don't, but if you feel they want to, a lot of people just listen. You. Say- can and the number is, if you're in the US, 347-989-1262 and if you're dialing from outside the US, dial your country's exit code and put a 1 in front of that 347-989-1262 and I'll see you in the queue and I'll pick you up. Okay, so let's get started on this. Let's get started about true freedom. And you may have had glimpses of it. You may have felt it. And for those of you that have been working through processes to get there, you may be getting more and more and more of it. Absolutely. True freedom, if we want to put it simply, it is about feeling at peace. It's about feeling at one with self and at one with life. It's about living without fear. It's also about living with the freedom to know that you can be yourself. And that is really, really huge. And one of the sayings I picked up years ago, and I really don't know where it came from. And I, guess, I don't know. I think wherever I've looked, it's anonymous. But love it. It's not important what you think about me. And in fact, what you think about me is none of my business. It's important what I think about me, because the truth of the matter is. It is impossible to keep everything and everyone happy. And John DeMartini has got a fantastic saying, and because it's my radio show, I can say it. So, you know, and, and he says it too, and it's very, very true that, you know, if you're trying not to piss off everybody else, you're going to piss off yourself. You're really here to live an authentic life through your own freedom and your own truth. So, this freedom, how do we create it? And very importantly, how do we hold on to it when we get it? Now, my belief very much, and I've seen this fold and work out so many times, first of all, we really, really need to get past the concept of codependency, which is where we've all been conditioned to be. We've been very, very conditioned to be. And what that is, is very much about external power. And Through codependency, we were taught, and our societies were taught, that you on your own are no good. You don't have the resources, you don't have the inclination, and you know, you have a carnal nature that if you're not getting told what to do, you're going to naturally do the wrong thing, and in a lot of structured bridges, and it came down to you're a worthless sinner. You by yourself are no good. Now, obviously, this message went through a lot of our life, and a lot of our stories, And we also had parents that were brought up under the same conditions. And we had peers that were under the same sort of conditions. So really, we felt very, very unworthy. And on our own, we felt very, very unlovable. So what we did then is we put our focus onto the outer world. And we said, well, the only way that I can feel worthy and lovable is if the outer world reflects back to me my worthiness and my lovableness. Now, when we go to law of attraction which is a very, very simple law that is getting more and more and more absolute with no way to beat the energetic system because we're here to consciously know who we are. We're a vibrational creator. That is your biggest goal is to understand that because it changes everything for you and is going to set you free. So what happened is with us looking to the outside and saying, well, I'm lovable and I'm unworthy and please, will somebody pick up and show me that I am or will please my career give me that or will please my brand new car or my new house or my new clothes or my new makeup, will that give me that? And the funny thing was no matter how much we tried to get it from the outside world, it didn't work. It was okay when we just had our hair done. It was okay for the first week of our car. It was okay for maybe the first month of our house and setting it up. And it was okay when somebody was there saying, I love you, darling. You're the love of my life. But what happened after those initial words, or we weren't hearing them 10 times a day, what happened when? which set up the house, what happened when our car started getting dirty and it felt just a normal thing to drive it around, what happened? We went back to feel unworthy and unlovable. This is the step of codependency. And the whole entire planet is locked in this amnesia of being codependent. So our first step is to really identify our own codependencies, what's going on there and how we've been kept in this state of paralysis of believing that we're unworthy, unlovable because we've never actually connected to the authentic truth of that which is between self and self. I love the old uh, philosophy that, and it's an old story about Buddha said to man, Your own divinity, I'm going to put it somewhere where you're never going to find it. So man went searching at the deepest part of the sea, at the top of the mountain and on the furthest range. Couldn't find the divinity. Searched the planet and every corner and nook and cranny couldn't find it. Came back to Buddha and said, you're right. You put it somewhere I'd never find it. Where did you put it? And Buddha said, where you weren't going to look until you'd exhausted every other avenue. I put it within you. I put it inside you. And, you know, I get goosebumps when I talk about that because it is a profound truth. And the profound truth is when you look at law of attraction and you understand the pure simple law of it, nobody owes you anything. Nobody and nothing owes you one scary thing of anything. Who owe you? Because you are the source that creates your outer experience. So therefore, the codependent, which is the majority of mankind, until they've done the work on it, because it's been programmed to be in this state, it allows us to be very controlled. It allows us to be very consumer-driven. It makes us spend money. It makes us get into debt. It makes financiers and, and big banking systems wealthy it's been created. And you need to lift the lid on all of that and stop being in the amnesia and come into the truth. So when you're a codependent, code you're not going to look within. You're not going to do the truth and you're going to be living under the illusion that people and things owe me myself. Now the thing is from a retraction basis, so within so without. Remember those words, so within, so without. If you haven't got it on an inner level, you haven't connected up to it, remembered it, come back to true self. And I promise you, at true self level, who you really are, you have got it all going on. You are connected, you are whole, you are one, you are it. You always have been. You've just been pulled out of that to forget it. Now, when you come home to that and make that your greatest mission, to come home to who you really are, then, then you start attracting more of you. You've always been doing that. So when I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, what do you think happens? You attract exactly what gives you more of I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. It's simple. It's ridiculously simple. And isn't it interesting as human beings, we're scouring every nook and cranny of the earth, how complicated were we making it? until we came home to that truth. So that's codependency. And if you want to know more about that and you want to like do the the test on it, do the codependency test and get a deeper understanding of it, I can't recommend, you know, my codependency ebook enough because it's going to lift the lid for you. It's going to make it all really really clear. Okay. So the next step ahead of that is about boundaries. Now, the illusion is is that other people are responsible for our well-being. They should do this and they should do that and why aren't they doing this and why aren't they doing that and how can they act like that? How can they treat people like that? I'm a really, really, really good person. I have said those words till I was blue in the face and maybe many of you have too and maybe you're still saying those words. And the thing, when we're a codependent, we have bad boundary function. Because we actually have this self-righteous thing about people should be nice people and people should do the right thing and people should do this and people should do that. Well, I'm going to put it to you like this because this is what I had to confront within myself. That is credible naivety. It is incredibly naive. Look at the planet. There is plenty of people doing the wrong thing and there's plenty of people doing the right thing and there's everything in between. Okay, and and, an ultimate reality truth that quantum physics teaches us is that people are going to be and do what they're going to be and do. And it's the polarity of the universe, it's the polarity of the the, the physical realm is that there's destruction creation. There's yin, there's yang, there's night, there's day. There's polar Now, the interesting thing is, if you were to imagine walking down a corridor of a mural, right, and there's everything in that mural, everything from destructive scenes to glorious blissful scenes now the interesting thing is is wherever you're going to put your attention on that wall is what you're going to start feeling and feeling precedes creation because you're a vibrational creator so when you start when you put your eyes and your focus in a destructive scene you're going to start feeling destruction you're going to start pain, your pain body is going to activate, it's going to feel like yuck. If you put your eye on your focus and fill into a beautiful scene of bliss and love and oneness or nature or you know, anything that represents divinity and truth to you, the truth you want, it's going to start feeling great. It's going to feel beautiful, it's going to feel blissful, it's going to feel gorgeous. Life is exactly the same. Exactly the same so every time you are focusing people shouldn't do that people that's wrong that's that's this that's that that's that you you think you're saying no to it you think you're saying that is not my truth I don't like it I think it stinks you're actually saying yes to it because your body feels it you vibrationally become it and your body is a very simple vibrational mechanism Your body knows the truth, it knows vibrationally you're it. It knows you are the center point of everything and everything else is just an experience, it's a vibrational creation. Your body knows no difference when you're condemning somebody else, your body, its chemical peptide makeup is condemning you. You are that vibration. So what happens then is you walk out into life with that vibration and that person shouldn't lie, that person shouldn't manipulate, that person shouldn't tell me they love me and then abandon me or run off with another woman, right? All of that and absolutely on an observation that is not what you want is your experience. But when you think about it, when you talk about it, when you obsess about it, when you're in the pain of it and I used to do this for years. I was the worst at it, I promise you then you are only becoming that vibration. You go out into life and you attract who you are vibrationally. You keep it going and going and going and going and going. So this is what it's about. It's about understanding that when we're codependent, we actually a We make an illusion, it's a falsity. It's not true. It's not true. Who we are vibrationally creates our reality. Now, the original way of thinking is completely powerless. And why it's powerless? Because you're powerless to create change. You are powerless to create your vibration. Yeah, sorry, I just cut out for a moment there. I think you can hear me again. I'm just going to check in with one of my listeners that you can. Yeah, I'm on Skype at the moment because I've got, um, yeah, I'm at my new property and we're just trying to get connections right. Yeah, so when you're powerless, when you're powerless... You can't exact change, you can't create change. And that powerless feeling is I cannot be okay until my outer circumstances change. And what we're missing is the point there is, is that you are the creator of outer experiences through your vibration. And we're we'll gonna talk about a little bit more about that in the next step, which is boundaries. Boundaries are huge. They're everything. They're incredibly important. And if we don't get them right, we, we feel very powerless. We feel very unsafe in the world. And when we have poor boundary function, a codependent, what we say is, is that on my own, I cannot maintain my vibration, look after me, and I'm actually expecting life to do that for me. So it was very, very much my pattern. It's really very much nearly every woman's pattern. And we were very conditioned as women not to have boundaries. We came from very patriarchal institutions and conditions where the man really was the guy who made the decisions, what he said was right, and really we weren't allowed to have rights and we really weren't allowed to stand up and look after ourselves. And also, too, in that, you know, if we go back not that far, what happened for women was that if they tried to create ultimate boundaries, an ultimate boundary is, this is not You're either going to conjoin me in that reality or you're not. And if you're not going to conjoin with me in that reality, well, then I'm going to set you free. I'm going to allow you to be whoever you need to be, not my truth, and I'm going to move on and I'm going to create my truth. You know, and women couldn't do that in the yesteryears because the problem with that in the yesteryears absolutely was that if a woman wanted to create that ultimate boundary, she was thrown out of the hut. She wasn't a hunter protector. She wasn't able to survive, and she couldn't have had a roof over her head. <clears throat> so women had to hand over their power to be safe. Now, unfortunately, this has stayed in our system. This has been a very, very serious problem. So women have got those sort of survival programs running where they've struggled to do boundaries, work them out, understand they've got rights, update their vibration to knowing that they can provide, they can be safe, they can eat, they can have a roof over their head, they can live, and they can create their truth out in life. They can make it work. So Boundaries are very, very big. And when people have got very poor boundaries, what they do is complain. You know, this is what I used to do. I used to actually ring girlfriends and I'd go, can you believe he did that to me or she did that to me or the next-door neighbor did that to me? You know, can you believe? How dare they? How rude. You know, she parks her car in front of mine all the time and, you know, she's got no consideration. And and actually, you know, when I had very poor boundary functions, it was a long time before I got it, I remember I had a girlfriend say to me, well, have you actually gone over and told her you would like her to move her car? And I'm like, well, no, she should just know. Like everybody in this unit complex knows, why should I do that? You know, so that is a very... Oh, and people can do it with work and with bosses and all sorts of things. And lack of boundaries means you're a victim. And also too, your soul evolution, law of attraction, your emotional matrix wants you to be powerful, wants you to be responsible for your vibration, wants you to predict it, wants you to stand up for it and be authentic to it. So what happens when we've got very, very poor boundary function, we keep get being presented with people that completely ignore our boundaries. Now, it is not their job to respect our boundaries. It is our job to respect our boundaries. And then when we respect our boundaries, you will start receiving from life respect. And the people that don't have the resources to respect, you'll leave them alone. You will move out of their experience because it's not your reality. And then if they come after you and they still keep trying to cross your boundaries, you'll put an intervention order on them and you'll mean it. Because what you're saying is, I'm, by, I am responsible for my vibration, my truth, my rights, and I am going to look after myself. Those. What is absolutely gorgeous is when you start doing boundaries everything starts changing you actually another just to give you another clue about when you haven't got good battery function you feel so unsupported by life nobody supports me nobody looks out for me nobody cares about me because you're not doing it for yourself once you start doing it for yourself you are going to be blown away by the amount of support that comes into your life and starts giving you more of you which is what life's always doing, giving you more of you. People get confused about that. You know, a lot of people, when they're still stuck in the real toxicity of narcissistic abuse, are very much about blaming the narcissist, you know, he's wrong, he's evil, he's this, he's that, okay, and... I, I'm not going to take any responsibility because I'm not a narcissist. I'm a good person. I do things for people. I love them. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. Okay. Now, it's not about you are a mirror image of the narcissist. It's not about that at all. It's about you've got poor boundary function and you have not taken responsibility to heal those unhealed parts of you that are not in boundaries. And what's happened is you have actually attracted into your vibration. A being that is going to crush them like no other to show you what you need to heal. That's what the taking responsibility is about. So boundaries, huge, massive, everything. You know, when I started reading stuff about boundaries, started doing freedom healing chips on myself about boundaries, it blew me away as to in how many areas of my life I wasn't doing boundaries. And do you know what? It was every single part of my life that I was struggling and having frustration and pain with, without exception. Every single area of my life that wasn't working for me was where I had big gaping holes in my boundaries. So boundaries, 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 boundaries. So if you know that you're struggling with boundaries, if you know you don't look after yourself, if you know you feel guilty about putting them, you get twisted and turned, you don't think you have rights, you're scared of the way people are going to react to them, you're scared of getting annihilated if you try to upset them, you're scared of getting sacked, left, abandoned, blah, blah, blah. Okay, all of the things we go through, you need to work them out, you need to heal this, you need to get this right because otherwise your life is not going to change. And in fact, it's going to get worse because it is a necessary evolution that you're doing to get to freedom, is to be in authentic true self power is your freedom. Until you get there, you're going to have struggles. And I'm not saying that when you get into true self freedom that you're still not going to have challenges. You'll have them because that's life. You know, the Chinese were very, very intelligent with this, with the I Ching. And anybody that's ever studied I Ching or read I Ching will know exactly what I mean. I Ching fascinates me because it's about flows and the rhythms of life, the yin and the yang, the ups, the downs, everything cycle, everything has a pattern, everything has a resonance. Of night and day, it just does. Seasons, menstruation, life, everything is cycles. But what it is about is where are you going to be in those cycles? So when there's downturns, what are you going to do? Are you going to go into victim? Are you going to powerless? Or are you going to actually be in a true self-function of acceptance and the gift of it? Because every time you actually go through a down cycle, and you're in the right space and the right vibration, what happens is you get growth out of it. You actually you actually need the night to go up into a higher version of a day. And if you're in victim, then you just keep going night after night after night after night after night, and you never get daybreak. Or even if you do get it, you don't recognize it, you don't trust it, because you're not a vibrational match for it. So... Boundaries are huge. So, I really, really recommend if you haven't worked out boundaries, have really got no idea where to start, or they just feel really yucky, and the whole thought of standing up for yourself just makes you want to cringe and put some massive anxiety. Have a look at my boundary ebook. That too will just really, really help you. Okay, so once we've had a look at codependency and boundaries, we have got a massive head start on getting freedom, authentic freedom, right. Then we can start moving into understanding the difference between acceptance and resistance. Now, this is huge. It's all huge. Acceptance and resistance is powerful, and it gets back to law of attraction. Whatever we, when, we, when we want to manifest, when we want to change, when we, when we want to flow into a different reality, we've got to do it from a place of acceptance. We've got to do it from a space of calm, we can actually focus on that blissful part of the mural into our vibration and start flowing it into, into that creation. Now if we've got resistance, we've still got our focus on the wrong parts of the mural. We're in hurt, We're in pain, we're in non-forgiveness, we're in victimhood, we're in you should have done this or why didn't you do that or you didn't this or you didn't that. We're still in pain, we're in resistance and in fact what we're doing is we're judging what's happened, what is happening. Now I know we're human, I know we're human and I know this has been a very normal thing about being human. It's actually abnormal, by the way, but we've thought it's normal. We've been conditioned to believe it's normal. And everywhere in our tabloids and our TV shows and everything around us shows us resistance constantly. We're always getting messages about that's wrong or we don't like it or this person's fighting this person and that one's taking this one to court. and We've got it all going on. So we've been brought up to believe That what happens is when we're hurt, when something hurts us, that we should focus on it. We should charge on it. We should get angry about it. We should get indignant about it. We're in resistance. Now, when we're in resistance, there is no space and flow to create anything different. There's not. I'll give you a very, very simple example that I've used a lot of times about acceptance and resistance. You know, when I was younger, I used to be a very impatient person. I'd be on the road and I'd be really upset by anybody cutting me off, not letting me in. Road rage, you know, not horrifically, but enough that if I was in traffic, that I would be in resistance. Now, what happened was when I was in resistance and judging what people did to me on the road that messed with my vibration... I was judging it, and it was really interesting because I was always getting people cutting me off, not letting me in, being rude, being because my beliefs were, you know, there's so many idiots on the road that are inconsiderate and rude. So, life, the universal mechanics of law of attraction said, Melanie, that's what you want give you that much that's exactly what we're going to give you so that's exactly what my experience was when I learned about all of this stuff and I actually heard the exact examples so so what a what a cool place to start this is going to be really interesting and what I was told to do was when the next person cut me off what I would actually do instead of you know doing the bird and tooting the horn and yelling I would actually say I bless and accept this Thank you. And I allow you to be whoever you are and that's fine. Now, that might sound like a real doormat, okay? And I'm going to give you a better example something where you certainly don't need to be a doormat. But really what I am saying is, big deal. You cut me off. I'm not going to give you any negative energy. I'm just going to bless and accept it. And it's not going to affect my mood, my vibration or my day. And I did it. And I really bent it and I really felt it. Because I actually believed, I was lucky, I guess, when I started seeing the laws of life and ultimate realities and law of attraction, it made a lot of sense to me. I I was very fortunate in that I didn't think, well, I've got to see the results to believe it. I just went, oh, yes, gosh, I've always known this. What on earth have I been living? I really got it straight off. So to me, it was just a very simple thing to go, I'm going to do this and it's going to work. So I did it. And do you know what? And this is the honest truth. From that day onwards, I've never been cut off. Not that I can remember. But maybe if I have, it just didn't even remember because it's no big deal. You know, It that my whole experience on the road changed because what had happened is, this is the deeper understanding of law of attraction. We always have... It always feels good. And what we really want What we want when we haven't got our ego involved, who loves a fight, our egos love a fight, you know, because it's a pain body and loves the angst and the torment and the drama. But at true self level, we want, what we want is to get in the car and have a pleasant experience without being cut off. So just by simply blessing and accepting experience, my soul opened up the space To just create the experience of what I wanted because what I want, my desire, my true self, what feels good, that's your truth. What feels good, what feels like crap is not your truth. What feels good is. It just had the space to unflow and to manifest effortlessly and I mean that. Okay, so that one is a simple, simple process. Try it, try it. Think of something in your life that frustrates you, that really does your head in. Think about it and you know it triggers you. You know it annoys you. You're not it, don't charge it. Start seeing what will happen. It's huge. I remember with my son. He's a little Virgo and he used to pick. Some mums might laugh at this because they might have the same experience. He used to say, Mum, why didn't you do the lid properly? Mum, why did you get me that peanut butter when you know I like the other one? You know, this was the constant criticism. Now, it was really interesting because I used to be incredibly self-critical to myself. So, of course, I've got this kid in my experience giving me more of me. But anyway, when I learned about all of this, now, I used to argue with him. I used to say, look at all the things I do for you. How dare you criticize me? I hate it when you criticize me. You argue it for little so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And we used to fight about his criticism. And I used to say, no woman's ever going to put up with you and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, and of course, what was I getting? More of that. So, anyway, what I decided when I understood this stuff is I was like, you know, next time he does that, I'm just going to ignore it, not lose my vibration, change subject, and just stay really centered and really in my own happiness. So, turned up, he did it. I did exactly that. And I was like, oh, and by the way, Zach, would you like a cup of coffee? And It stopped, and I mean stopped. I think he only had it only came up about three times in two days, instead of like three times in every ten minutes, and that was it. It never happened again. Done, because I was just in a peaceful, centered, vibrational space. All of the room within me was able to manifest out into the world what I wanted on that topic. It was just a simple, easy experience. It is so powerful this stuff. Mind you, and I do have to use this decla- disclaimer, because you know that I do a lot of work with narcissistic abuse recovery. If you're with a narcissist have to pull you out of it. If you're with a narcissist and you've identified that through the checklist and you understand what narcissism is and you're with a narcissist, don't bother okay this is the ultimate experience of coming home to true self and you're not going to do it with this person because they are not your reality in any shape or form okay so another example of that could be let's say somebody has a go at you okay and I'm talking about a non-narcissist because I don't even want to work with dealing with that trying to do boundaries because you can't but I'm talking about let's somebody has a go at you, so let's say, you know, somebody, yeah, whoever, has a go at you. Now, immediately, you're going to do one of two things. You're either, If you're really codependent, you can go swing either way. So the comment, you've made it about you, now you might do the no boundary things where you internalize it and it hurts you and the pain and you go through it through your head for the next two weeks and you don't stand up. Or you might do the ego back then, you might start justifying and defending and predicting at them also, and you've got two egos hitting each other and nobody wins when there's two weeks going on. Nobody wins. Or if you've got boundary function and consciousness and awareness, when you feel that trigger, when they say that thing, what you do rather than reacting internally which is beating yourself up and feeling like the underdog, or you react externally where you attack back, if you say to yourself, I bless and accept this, what's the gift in it for me? You push your ego out to the side and you go into consciousness. And what you actually realize is that some aspect of the person is coming forth in your life because you have called forth vibrationally. There is something in your vibration that has attracted this experience. And this may be a wonderful opportunity to lay boundaries. And hopefully, you've learnt about boundaries and this. Stuff. So, what you could say to that person is when you say this to me, I feel this. And when you're ready to talk to me in an appropriate manner, I'm here to listen. And you walk away. And you get on with your vocation and your life, and you don't entertain it a very, very powerful boundary, incredibly powerful boundary. If we take it back to kids and let's say you you had your child abusing you, the most powerful thing you can do with your child is stay centered and say, when you say this, I feel this, and when you're going to speak to me with respect and appropriately, I will listen. And then you get on with your life and leave them to their projection, their stuff, their rubbish that they're trying to attack you with. And you keep that boundary. And I tell you what, before long, you will see a child start coming to you from a much more peaceful-centered space and a much more appropriate space because they cannot get your energy any other way. Nobody has to suffer. They're going to do their own suffering, but that's their stuff and what they've got to work through and take responsibility for because it's their job. If we lecture, if we prescribe, if we sit them down and we say you shouldn't do this and this is what you do and this is how you do it and this is why you get this response and blah 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 blah. Can you remember when we we're kids and we used to receive that? What do you do? Tune out. Nobody does anything because they're being told, lectured, prescribed to, to. Nobody. People change their behavior when they cannot create what they want through the old behavior. That's the only way anything changes. So that comes back to the truth, the ultimate reality, law of attraction, freedom, truth. Stop trying to change other people. Change yourself. Change your response. Change your boundary function into an empowered boundary function. Then people around you will change. That's how you change other people, by changing yourself. So that is absolutely huge. So the acceptance resistance thing is massive. It's massive. And when you understand peptide addiction, you understand that every time you are charging, every time you are feeling a negative vibration and you're focusing on it and creating it, what happens is... A very simple example that I actually put up on Facebook this week if somebody shoots you with an emotional comment once they've shot you, it hurt you're human, that's normal now if you replay that and you go over that a thousand times you have shot yourself with that same bullet a thousand times, who's abusing who? you're abusing yourself And this is what you need to understand. Now, remember, your body is timeless. It's a very vibrational function. It believes everything itself. So whatever you are feeling about how wrong and how bad somebody else is, you're the one taking the wound. You're the one wounding yourself. And you've shot yourself countless amount of times. So you know, unless, Unless, and the way to change this is existence. Okay, the person shot me. They did this to me. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be a vibrational responsible human being. What is it in me that has attracted or created the situation where this has happened? So what this person said to me, if they said, you know, you're a pathetic mother, you're no good, you're this, you're that. Have a look. Have a look. Be really honest with yourself. Do you give yourself a hard time? Do you put unreal expectations on yourself? Do you believe you're meant to be a perfect mother? Are you carrying guilt about something that's happened like a broken marriage or something where you thought that you hurt the kids? Why are you attracting that? Why are you attracting it? Because when you understand and take responsibility, instead of, he shot me, I'm a victim, you actually say, this is giving me an opportunity to heal something within myself that I haven't healed yet. And it takes, then you're not going to go over what he said a thousand times. You're actually going to go into, what is it about me I need to heal? What is it about me I need to heal? And the beautiful thing is, is that when you do that, And when you come to terms with that, and when you heal it, and healing it means you unconditionally and accept yourself, that's true freedom. Yes, I've done things wrong. I'm human. Absolutely. And you know, from a human level, if I looked at my past and I looked at it through human eyes, from the old paradigm, I'd be a bath case with what I've done, what I shouldn't have done, what I did wrong, how I've hurt people, all of it. All of it. When I look at it through evolved eyes, I know that whatever I did back then, that I was absolutely unconscious. I was doing the best I could with what I had, without awareness. I was doing what I thought I needed to survive. It wasn't advantageous, and I also know that when it was creating damage to others that there were also those people attracting me in their experience because they hadn't healed things. So I know there's no victims, there's no villains, there's no right or wrong. It's just what is serving you or what isn't serving you in relation to where you need to go. And I also know everything that played out back then was vibrationally perfect because it was bringing everybody in their experience everything they needed to see about what they were creating, me included. So within all of that, I know, as they were too, everybody was manifesting perfectly in order to heal. So I accept and love that. I accept and love that. And the beautiful thing about accepting and loving that is I'm not in resistance. I'm not in, I hate that I did that or I should have done that or maybe I should have done that. Because if I'm in that stuff, which is non acceptance and resistance, do you know what I'm going to go out and create more of, I wish I'd done that, I should have done that, why didn't I do that? In other words, I'm going to keep doing the things that are not aligned with who I am and what I really want to create. They're going to be the old patterns. So, ultimate reality truths, which we're not taught, which is a tragedy. It is a tragedy. We're not taught this. We have to work it out spiritually, metaphysically. And often we have to work it out because we keep the ground and put our hands up in the air and say, "I cut away." That's what I did. because you're actually going to stop trying to do it the old way where it's not working. You're going to go. I am ready to find the truth, and truth and freedom are synonyms. You can't have one without the other. You can't be living in the amnesia, the illusion and freedom because you're stuck in a system that doesn't work, that creates pain and more of that. doesn't work. So this is about coming to the truth. And if you're ready for the truth, it's time to grab it. It's time to bring it all, like Buddha said, go inside. Go to the truth. Because your divinity, your freedom, is going to be there, it's nowhere else it's not in your outer world because your outer world is you. your outer world can only ever give you where you're at within you, which is actually very, very cool because, oh my gosh, it is so exhausting and powerless, trying to control a million different things outside of you or ten different people or even one it's exhausting. And it doesn't work, which makes it even more exhausting. But when you've only got one person to work on and one vibration to get right, how easy is that? How exciting is that? And I know somewhere within you, you can feel and connect to what I'm saying because that's what happens with all of us. We all have a true self and your true self is resonating with these words because it knows it's true. You know, that was the experience I had when I came across this stuff and mind you, I was highly dysfunctional, incredibly codependent with no boundary function and an absolute screaming mess when I came upon this information, you know, and I had no hope for anything that I was going. I was suicidal. When I really, when my head split open and I realized the truth, I mean that um, metaphorically of course, it was like I get it, I get it, okay, I get it and I could see it very clearly and I felt and knew that I was a long way off it, I knew it was the goal and I knew I had to do a lot of work to get there but I also knew how real it was and it's never let me down and my experience has never been any any different and i know any area of my life that i start feeling resistance on and i start getting on the focus on what i'm not getting instead of what i what who i am and what i really want and my my vibrational feeling and alignment cuz the feeling alignment precedes the creation cuz i'm calling it forth you know when i get into that And it's really easy, you know, when you become very aware and very conscious and you're very in your body and you're very aware and in tune and in touch with your feelings and stop judging and resisting your bad feelings because when we, and again, that's resistance acceptance. When you get a bad feeling and you resist it and you hate it and you blame somebody else for it and you feel powerless and a victim and a broken and I hate this depression, I hate this feeling, I hate not wanting to get out of bed, I hate the world, I hate myself, That's just massive resistance. When you understand stuff, when you get a bad feeling, it is a golden opportunity to do a shift, to change your belief, to change your focus, to create the snap-off of an old reality you don't want into a whole new reality. So I actually welcome them. I don't go looking for them. You know, I'm going along in life, being and doing, but when I get a bad feeling, it's like, okay, wow, here's an opportunity to adjust. My GPS has said, Melanie, you're on the wrong road, okay? So what I can do is hear the beeping. I can go inside, bless and accept it, and say, okay, this is about something that I need to heal. What is it? The inner wisdom we have within us is astounding, astounding. And this is why the systems pulled us out of that into let me tell you what to do. They didn't want us accessing our inner wisdom. And in fact, we learned to distrust it. We learned to disconnect from it and we just ignored it or had no idea how to listen to or trust it. You know, but when you go to wisdom, when you go, I bless and accept this charge, negative charge, because it's offering me an opportunity to heal, what's this about? And you just feel and listen, you get the answer and you go, oh my goodness, exactly, that's what this is. That's what this is. You know, Dale and I went through an experience just recently where we were doing our move and we got a lot of pressure and stress and it's just been crazy, crazy time, you know. And we were actually getting very disconnected from each other because we were on the doing of what we needed to do and then we started criticizing each other you know you haven't done this and I'm not getting this and we were doing a very human dynamic both of us and we're both very evolved but that's what we were doing and you know and it was feeling really yucky and it was feeling really bad and I went away and I did this and instead of you know, he's criticizing me, blah, 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 blah I was in my victim story and he was in his own victim story and I went away and I sat down, and I went, Melanie, you know better than this, this is going on for three days, this is ridiculous. So I went into it, I blessed and accepted and I said, there's a gift in this, all involved and especially me and what is it? And I got it straight away, your focus is on what you don't want instead of what you do want feeling into this man and what you adore about him and how gorgeous he is and what a beautiful person he is and how much he supports you and how much he loves you. So I actually went back to him and I said, honey, you know what? You know what we've been doing? We have so been doing this. And you know what? I'm going to do this and I hope you do this. But, you know, of course that's your choice. But you know what? This is all we need to do. And he went, you know what, Mel? You are 100% right. We have done that. We've gone unconscious. And we need to be conscious. So anyway, we both did that. And literally, within 10 minutes, we dropped our guardedness. We dropped our victim. We dropped our story. We dropped our everything. And we were flowing into the beautiful space with each other, which we've been in ever since. It is that powerful. It is that powerful. So... I've done the hour. I really hope this really, really helps you. You know, and just it's really wanting the full experience of working through and coming home to freedom and true self. to Be the creator of what you want and to feel great on the inside and get the great stuff on the outside. It's what we all want. It's why we're here. And we're here so much to realize who we really are because it just sets us free. It's the freedom. So, so if you want a complete experience, check out my Empowered Self e The people that have done that have had incredible results, you know. So anyway, that's it from me. And I'm sorry I cut out a couple times. I hope this show, you know, you care hear it and you can relate to it because it's going to make a massive, massive difference in your life. And please just promise me that you're just going to go away, have a think, have a feel, And have a look where Buddha really put your divinity. Do that. Okay, lots and lots of love and that's it for me today. Okay, bye-bye.